Welcome to the Florida Divorce Podcast, your source for the information you need to successfully get through your divorce and into the next exciting chapter of life. Now, here's your host, Attorney Scott Kalish. Hey everyone, my name is Scott Kalish. I am a divorce and family lawyer here in South Florida. Today I want to talk to you about something that comes up in divorce um, when there are children involved. Um, it's a question that I get fairly often when I'm handling a case involving you know, a child or children. And sometimes parents want to know, at what age can my child you know, really tell the judge who he or she wants to be with, either all of the time or a majority of the time? So let's jump into it, right? So um, to start off with, you know, there, there is no like age, right? That magically, or there is no line in the sand when a child, you know, turns a certain age, can they, you know, really dictate what goes on? You know, a child can never fully dictate what goes on, right? In terms of like who he or she is spending majority of the time with. Going back and kind of like, you know, zooming out for a second on this topic of time sharing and, and of, you know, who the child spends more time with or what the time sharing schedule has to be or, or, or is going to be. We have a statute. It's called, or it's, you know, the statute under Florida law is is 61.13, section 61.13 of Florida statutes, right? And in that statute, it lists how a judge is supposed to decide this issue, right, of the time sharing schedule, how much time each parent is going to spend with with the child or children. And the court has to do what's in the best interest of the child or children. And the court has to go through um, a variety of factors, right? So there's a variety of factors listed out. There's about 20 factors, 20 different factors that the court looks at when making this decision, right? When, when deciding what is in the best interest of the child or children, you know, in terms of a timesharing schedule. And one of those factors, right? Factor number I or letter I, factor letter I, it says, the reasonable preference of the child if the court deems the child to be sufficient intelligence, understanding, and experience to express a preference. So let me stop right there and say, in most cases, a child is, is not coming to testify and not coming to tell the judge who he or she wants to be with for the majority of the time or what time-sharing schedule he or she wants. I did another episode recently about this topic, so I encourage you to listen to that. But again, this is one factor among many factors. And there's law in Florida that says a judge can't weigh one factor more than any other factor, right? So they all have to be equally considered. But if a judge determines that one factor in a particular case is more important, right, or or there's more evidence to suggest one factor, right, is more important than, than the court can do that. So if you listen to the other podcast episode about kids coming to testify, you might be thinking, well, why does this factor even exist? Well, I think for a couple of different reasons. I think in the cases where a child does come in to testify and say, you know, who, who they want to go with, I think the court needs to know this, needs to be able to consider this at least. But also if, if you're savvy, right, you, you might not need the child to come in to testify to prove this point, right? In some cases, you can prove this point by behavior, right? So sometimes when we're dealing with older children, or sometimes the cases, you know, sometimes the facts are where the child doesn't want to spend time with, you know, mom or dad for whatever reason. And there's behavior that people can testify to, such as if it takes 
either parent an extreme or an excessive amount of like encouraging or, or they have to drag the child to have time with the other parent. I think the court can interpret that behavior and really find under this factor that the child's preference is to be with one parent. And there's, you know, just depending upon how the facts are, you can possibly have the judge find that the child prefers one thing or, or, or you know, being with one parent over the other parent just by having either party, right, husband or wife or a witness testify to, to their behavior. Something else you should know, which I should have said, you know, a few moments ago, is that a child's statement, right, if they're not in court to testify, which I've already said that it's it's most likely not going to be permitted, but a child's statement outside of court is not admissible either. I mean, that's hearsay. So lawyers are really up against, you know, a rock and a hard place in terms of proving this factor up. That's why it's not something that that comes up all the time and it's not something that we really use or, or latch onto in these cases because it's very, very hard to prove. I mean, absent evidence that a child is refusing to have time sharing with the other parent, it's difficult. It's difficult, but it can be proven. It can be proven, right? Just depending upon what the facts are. So Again, just to kind of recap, this is a you know a shorter episode, but just to, but but this is a very you know important question, and, and it's something that that I get all of the time. People want to know: Can my child decide who they want to go with? And the answer is really no. The child can't decide, but they can have a say in certain cases, and they do have a say in all cases. I'll you know I'll say that it's just a matter of whether or not the evidence can be presented to the judge while following the rules, the rules of, of, hey, you really can't bring the child unless you get an order from the judge to court, and the child's statements that they make outside of court are not admissible because they're hearsay. So there's really like no line in the sand age-wise where a child can categorically say, yes, I want to be with mom, or yes, I want to be with dad the majority of the time. It's going to be ultimately up to the judge, and the judge has to w- analyze all of these factors, a child's preference included, if there's evidence, sufficient evidence, like I said before, or permissible evidence, legal evidence, that ultimately gets before a judge that, that the court can consider when making this decision. So if you found this episode useful, I know it's a little bit technical and this is definitely a gray area. There's a few different issues that have to be navigated around, but if you have any questions about this, don't hesitate. Shoot me over an email. My email is scott at kjlawfla.com. Again, scott at kjlawfla.com. If you'd like to get your divorce case started, I'd be happy to speak with you and then determine whether or not we're a good fit. If we're a good fit for you and, and you're a good fit for us, you know, you can call us at, at 561-208-1859 or shoot me an email at, at scott at kjlawfla.com. I'd be happy to speak with you. Um, and if we are a good fit for each other, you know, I'm happy to, to represent you in, in your divorce or other family law case. So um, I hope, again, that you got some value out of this episode. If you can leave us a five-star review, if, if that has been the case, I, I'd greatly appreciate it wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. And um, yeah, I, I hope you keep listening. I really enjoy doing these episodes. So Have a great rest of your day. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Florida Divorce Podcast. To learn the 10 secrets behind every successful divorce, visit floridadivorcepodcast.com. If you'd like Scott's help in your divorce case, go to kjlawfla.com.